Welcome back to another episode of Running for Donuts. In this episode, we are going to be talking all things running, from the beginning of my running journey to where I am now, to some tips that I have for beginners, to future goals I've set myself, and where I want to go with this journey. I hope you enjoy the episode. I touched on this in the first episode, but I want to fully go into my journey in terms of running and fitness and how I got to the point that I'm at. So I firstly want to say anything I say, I am not an expert. I am not an athlete. It's any sort. This is just my personal journey, my thoughts and feelings. I'm not going to compare myself to anyone here, but I grew up not in an athletic family, not an athletic child. I wasn't really into sport. I absolutely hated sports day. I pretty much did anything I could to get out of sport. If I'm being totally honest, I would fake illnesses and injuries and make excuses not to run around a hockey pitch. Like I absolutely hated sport. So the fact I am now sitting here in front of a microphone actually talking about my experience with running is completely wild to me. So yeah, I wasn't an athletic child and I wasn't going to say I was a big kid. I just... I went to a very, very sport-heavy school, schools, plural, if you want to say that. I went to two schools growing up, and they were both really, really heavy on sports and a lot of incredible sports. People have came out of both of them, so being around a lot of athletic, slim-build girls, muscular boys, teenagers, was always really difficult because I didn't look that way. I wasn't athletic. I would rather be in the library or reading. So I never really cared for it in a way. And no, I wasn't a big kid, but I didn't look the same as everyone else. And I did have a bit of puppy fat, if we want to call it that on me and I did have a bit of a chubby face and looking back on it I really wasn't but compared to what I was surrounded by I was a bigger child and I really do hate to say that I wasn't a big kid I was a size UK 12 14 and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that that is an average size but the way I looked at myself just wasn't the nicest So how I started my fitness journey, I had very luckily a home gym in my old house and it was fully equipped with weights and bikes and ellipticals and rowing machines and a treadmill. And the fact that I was a bigger kid was kind of hilarious seeing as I had a gym in my own house and I didn't use it. But when lockdown came about, On the first day, I remember watching Netflix for a bit and I was like, I'm really bored. I'm going to go to the gym. And I basically went on the treadmill 
and I try to run for I think two minutes before feeling like I was about to pass out, die, wanted to cry. I was like, I'm so unfit. Like I was so unfit. So I think it was that point there I was determined to get better at running. I didn't think this was going to be the start of the journey, but I'm very goal dependent. I like to set goals. I basically need to do something and have an end goal. So I downloaded Couch to 5k, I think along with Half the Nation, and absolutely hated it. Not in the sense of hating it as in I absolutely hated the running. I just hated the app if I'm being completely honest. It didn't work for me. I didn't like the fact that you had to keep stopping to walk. I just wanted to kind of keep running. So from that I downloaded the Nike running app and if you know, you know, Coach Bennett powers you through with the motivational quotes. Like that man has a way of getting you to run. So it was more just the sense of every single day I would get on this treadmill and I would run for as long as possible. So it ended up being three kilometers in 20 minutes and then it was a 5k in like half an hour. And I just wanted to keep increasing the distances and getting faster and faster and faster. So when I went to university in the September, I was the fittest I'd ever been. The whole entire summer I had worked and worked and worked and ended up running a 5k in 19 minutes. I ran a 10k in 47 minutes and I ended up running my first half marathon on a treadmill which looking back on that I don't know how I did because I was staring at myself in this massive mirror staring back at me and please note at this point I had never actually ran outside I had never ran on road basically it was all done through a treadmill those distances and when I started out I ran I think a 5k in 40 minutes so to go from 40 minutes to a 19 minute 5k in the space of I believe four months mind-boggling I was so determined and through running I had my weight loss phase I ended up losing two and a half stone, completely healthily. And in terms of what it did for my body, it made me so strong and it made me appreciate it a lot more. And for the first time, I really felt like myself and I had so much confidence and I started to care less about what people thought of me. And I started wearing clothes I wanted to wear and I felt comfortable in leggings and a sports bra and especially at the age of 18 going into university and moving to a city that was exactly what I needed because for the first time I really felt like myself and I could go and be who I wanted to be. So I feel like starting running really shaped me to be who I was meant to become because now 
a few years later, I can't imagine my life without it. It's who I am. It's running is what I do every single day. It's the first thing probably my friends associate me with. It's all I really go on about. I think my boyfriend is fed up of me talking about running and what race I'm going to do. And he's just, he probably tells me to shut up. So now I'm bothering a podcast with it. But without going through all of that, I wouldn't be who I am without it. In terms of taking running seriously, I think I took it seriously when I first signed up for the Great North Run. And I signed up for this back in January of 22 for the run in the September. And when I got to uni, I would run outside and it was all all grand and dandy and I was like I'll sign up for the Great North Run for a charity that meant a lot for to me and my friend and I'll go and run it didn't think much of it got to the September and I want to say it was the best day of my life I didn't think my body could do the thing it did and I will forever talk about the Great North Run. It is, I think, in terms of atmosphere, one of the best runs you could ever possibly do. The crowd gets you through it. There's not a blank moment. And doing that really changed my life. I caught the running bug, the classic saying that you hear now. And I think two weeks after that, less than that maybe, I decided I wanted to do a marathon. And I was probably thinking, Anushka, what the hell are you doing signing up for a marathon? What are you doing? You've just barely, barely ran a half. So I was sat in bed and I was scrolling through how to get into the London Marathon. And again, I found a charity which meant a lot for me and kids and sick kids and I emailed them and a week later I was in in signed up for doing the London Marathon it was that simple and training for that over winter was hard I think training for any marathon especially your first one you learn so much about your body and nutrition and things you need. Like I had to buy my first like proper pair of running shoes. I didn't really have like a good pair of solid running shoes and training in the winter had to get proper equipment and running in the dark, head torches and all these things that I discovered that, oh God, I'm going to need this for a marathon, like energy gels and a running vest and Lucozade and electrolytes. And it got to the point where I was, I don't drink, but I was going to the pub with like my friends and I would be taking electrolytes to put in water because my body just needed it at that point in time. And doing London in April was again, just unbelievable. I absolutely love a race. Like racing for me, race day, is an unbelievable experience. And I will say to everyone I speak to, 
at one point in your life, sign up for a run, whether it's a 10K, a half, a marathon, an ultra, you just need to do it to experience the atmosphere because nothing can put into words how you feel afterwards, how you feel going around the track. I personally think it's an emotional day. I did the London Marathon and I started sobbing at some points because it's such an overwhelming day. And it's such a beautiful day just watching everyone come together. And one of my favourite quotes is, if you ever lose faith in human nature, go out and watch a marathon. And I think that's true. If you don't run one, go and support someone doing one or just strangers doing it because it's it's unbelievable. And from London, I caught another running bug and I had the Great North Run a few weeks ago and I'm currently sitting here signed up for the Brighton Marathon in April and Manchester, which are a week apart. And am I a bit scared? Yes, but that's the next challenge. And I love a race day. In terms of my goals, I have been thinking the past few months what I want to achieve. And one of those things for me is the World Major Marathons. And if you don't know what this is, there is six world majors, which are London, Berlin, Tokyo, Chicago, New York, and Boston. And doing this would, one, allow me to travel the world, eat some good food, run some great marathons. Secondly, the world major marathon is really cool. Please go and Google it if you don't know what it looks like. And... Doing the world majors would prove to me a lot about myself. If you don't know, you can get through, get in, getting through the races through ballots. That's pretty much the only way. But for Boston, you have to get a time qualifier. And for that, in my age group, would mean me getting a 3.30 marathon. And this to me is wild. I currently sit here and I can't comprehend running at that speed for that distance. It's a very scary thought to me, but I'm one of those people I'm determined and I'm going to work very hard to get that. And I want to get that because I want to prove to myself that I can do it. And looking back as a kid and not being athletic and sporty and people telling me I wasn't fast enough or coming you know last in cross-country races and walking a 5k because I couldn't run I just want to prove to that little girl I just want to say you're a marathon runner and you've just ran the six world majors that like it makes me emotional but that's a massive goal and would be a massive step for me. Now don't get me wrong, running is not an easy journey and I know there's so many people who are starting a running journey, have no idea where to start, starting with the Couch to 5k app and it's become such a thing especially on TikTok you see 
running for beginners and this and all the tips. So I am going to take a whack at it and give my tips for any beginners and just to reassure people that you can do it. I did it, so you can do it. But I think the first thing is probably the most important thing I'd say, but that is the right kit matters. Please go and get a gait analysis. Please go and get a decent pair of shoes for your feet. Go and invest in a pair of trainers that work for you. Don't go off other people's recommendations. Don't go off the trends. I myself, I'm lucky enough to have the right feet for a pair of Hocker Bondi 8s. But if a pair of Hocker Bondi 8s don't work for you, don't go and spend the money on them. Running shoes are expensive. Don't go off. Oh, I can't speak. Go, don't go off aesthetics. Go off what works for you. Because at the end of the day, your feet are the thing that gets you through the run. You're going to need them. And therefore, you need to look after them. Secondly, the distance doesn't matter. You are not a trained athlete. You do not need to run for miles. Just getting out, even for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, it's an achievement in yourself and you should be proud of that. You shouldn't compare your distances to people that you see or the actual trained athletes who are training for certain races. If you are starting out, Go out for five minutes, go out for 10 minutes and just run. Like you do not need to compare yourself. And that leads me on to walking breaks are allowed. Walking isn't cheating. The Couch to 5K app recommends that you start with a walk and that you incorporate it into your running. And believe it or not, incorporating walking into runnings staves off the fatigue and delays the stores of glycogen, which is the energy, which allows you to run for longer. So take a walking break. If you feel like you can't really breathe, stop, walk, have some water. And slowing down is the next point for beginners. Slow down, pace yourself, and you will see an improvement over a period of time. When you're training for a half, a 10k, Your training plans will tell you to run easy, run at an easy pace. Most of your runs will be at an easy pace. And this is because you do not need to run fast or do all your runs super speedy and sprint because that will just wear you out and fatigue you. It is not going to do you any good doing that. So you just have to slow down and it will allow your muscles to work more efficiently. And lastly, important, not many of us do it, and we are guilty, but warming up and cooling down. You need to prepare your body for what you are about to do. You need to do stretching to prepare. You need to do this to reduce injury and to reduce any harm that you can do or to have reduce any stress in your muscles and in your bones. You need to warm up in order to reduce injury. I'm going to say that again to get it in my head because I don't do it enough. Please start doing it. If you are a beginner, an athlete, 
warm up and cool down please it will save you injury i think when you start your running journey i think there is this expectation that you immediately need to run in a certain way you see all over social media this perfect depiction of a runner's day that they're you know doing 22 kilometers at an easy pace running at four kilometers four minute kilometers whatever you want to call it i work in kilometers not miles just for any anybody out there but as a beginner runner you look at that and i think you do feel very intimidated that you're not built out for this or especially as a woman you look at athletes bodies and you don't feel like you can be a runner because you don't look in a certain way and i'm not saying i'm a perfect runner i would still count myself as you're you're all right at this you've done a marathon you're you're all right but i still compare myself to other people in terms of pace and distance or I'm not running enough this week or I'm not doing enough single leg exercises in the gym so I'm not going to get stronger I think in this day and age there is so much on social media that you see about paces and times and running like running has became such a big trend over the past few years especially in the past year, to be honest, everyone I know is signing up for some sort of a run of some sort. But there's, it's so easy to compare yourself. So I think if you're starting a running journey, if you want to go and test out a new hobby, don't go and look at other people. You need to remember that this is your journey, not anybody else's. Even if you go out and run with a friend, you can't compare yourself to your friend. If your friend is, say, faster than you or slower than you, slow down for them or make sure they slow down for you because everyone is at different points in their journey. And one of the big topics of conversation right now is, do I need a running coach? Do I need a running plan? How do I get better? No, you do not need a running coach. You do not need a running plan. Unless you are training for a Boston qualifier, say, then maybe you need a running coach to get a little bit faster and a little bit better or to make sure you're running the right way. If you are a beginner runner, you do not need to fork out a small fortune on a coach or a running plan. I think if you have a certain goal or a certain time you want to hit in a marathon or a half marathon, go out there and have a look. There is plenty of running plans online, plenty of information online, but you do not need a running coach in order to succeed. Especially with apps like Runner, I think that's incredible. But if you are starting out, You do not need to spend that money on an app if you do not have an end goal. 
I think it's a completely different story if you want a certain time for a certain distance. But no, a running coach is not essential. And I have written down in my notes is one of the final points is fueling. Fueling is a very not difficult conversation for myself, but I have no idea what I'm doing. If that's, that's the honest truth, I have absolutely no idea. I've struggled with food in the past. I have struggled with fueling on runs. I I couldn't tell you the first thing, but oh my god. In terms of my notes, one of the final things I have written down that I want to speak about is fueling. Fueling for your run, during your run. What works for you doesn't necessarily work for someone else. For myself, when I go on a run, I have a few energy gels depending on the distance. But if I'm being completely honest and real, Percy Pigs. Percy Pigs from Marks and Spencers are my kryptonite. They are the thing that gets me through my runs. I am currently sitting at my desk recording this, sat next to my massive sweet jar of Percy Pigs. This is the thing that I eat on my runs. It's the thing that makes me feel good. They don't upset my stomach. I, they're just a really reliable thing. I can't really stomach X amount of energy gels, maybe one or two. But for me, they just, I haven't found one that really works with me yet. And that's okay. And in terms of fueling before a run, I think you do the classic, eat a bunch of carbs before a run and you carb load. But again, if I eat too many carbs, I feel a bit sick. (laughs) So it's finding a balance and remembering that not everything works for somebody else. So don't go by what other people are doing. You need to find what works for you. And there was a few times starting out on my journey where I would be on a run and I would feel a bit faint or a bit sick. And then I would realize, oh, well, I've only ate a banana for breakfast. So that's why I feel a bit sick 11 kilometers in. Like you need to make sure you are eating the right amount and hydrating enough because it running really does take out of you. It is a tiring sport. It makes you tired. It burns so many calories. So you need to make sure you are getting in what you burn and making sure you are being hydrated. Electrolytes are the best way to do this. I personally use the high five ones. They are my favorites. I will admit I have put them in lemonade and water and all these different things, but getting the electrolytes in is really important for hydration. And my friends will tell you this. I I do go to the pub on nights out and I put electrolytes in water and people look at me like, what on earth are you drinking? That's bright, luminous pink. And I just say it's electrolytes and it's a great feeling to say, but you do not need electrolytes necessarily. Lucasade does the job. That's what I use for my marathons. But if you take one thing away from this, please take away the fueling point. You really need to fuel your body. Fueling your body makes you a better runner. It makes you faster. 
It gives you the energy that you need. And I promise you, eating a bowl of porridge in the morning makes you faster. And that will conclude my episode on running today. I want to do so many more episodes on running. There's specific topics I want to talk about, like winter training and different runs that I'm doing. I need to do the Yorkshire Marathon recap. There's there's so many different topics that I want to talk about. So I hope you enjoyed the episode in the meantime, and I see you when I post the next one. Have a lovely day. Love you.